There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. It's Friday. We both got blood taken out of our bodies this week. I know. I already kind of talked all about my blood tests off air. I know you all wish you could hear the details. (laughs) Well, we can. I mean, my results, unfortunately, don't come back till Monday. So I'm sure everyone will be on the edge of their seats wondering about my cholesterol levels. But um mine already came back you're the picture of health I'm the picture of health I was telling Brian I don't actually I like don't know if I want to get into it too much but I'll just say like yeah I mean am I crazy I feel kind of like freaked out to say like what all my like cholesterol levels and stuff are on a podcast I for some reason have no boundaries maybe because I just love I'm just such a hypochondriac that I like to share all this information in the hopes that someone will like tell me what I'm doing wrong because my doctor sure as hell doesn't when he sends out like printouts about like eating like low fat string cheese and stuff mine also sent me home with a uh, printout about eating low fat string cheese but the thing is that I am like okay I believe you yeah I mean I still because I okay I I think I've I'm on my last like the the seed oil disrespector people are like dead to me now they're on my last nerve they're okay their masks are off they're horrible people they just want clout they don't have they don't know what they're talking about i'm sure everyone knows this already i'm like the stupidest person in the world for like buying into this shit oh that's not true well i i don't really i never really bought into it and yet I did. I don't know. I've sort of operating at a somewhat ironic distance from it. And yet I was doing everything they were telling me to do. So who am I to say what's ironic and what's sincere? Well, I guess, but it's like, you know, you, um, you believed in what they were saying. It's like, you know, we all have 
what is it like like what like something makes strange bedfellows like war i think is sure what, is what and you're at war against against the mainstream uh, against the standard american diet yes, which yes. we all are everyone hates this fucking sad diet and you know you found some very strange bedfellows as you know will happen and i still there's a i still think like obviously like not eating a lot of fried food you know mostly cooking i'm not gonna start cooking in beef tallow so don't worry about that but like mostly cooking in olive oil avocado oil little ghee i think that's like pretty good um so i'm not gonna really change that but i'm not gonna like also be like freaked out if like some sort of chip or something i'm eating is cooked in sunflower oil or whatever i mean i think that's just like the healthiest approach and i mean i feel like your tennis is like so healthy oh yeah no and like you are like in great shape exercising you know like playing tennis like eight to ten hours a week has done so much yeah it's like i i i mean i feel great and so like whatever and then and then sort of compounding that with like not oh it's funny as i was driving to the quest lab this morning i felt it was very symbolic because i i first passed a giant billboard for cluck and blaze uh you're old i mean that's like that's what joe biden would call the girl that brought you to the dance yeah. of having to <laughs> completely stop eating seed oil exactly yeah and so i i passed the billboard and i'm like uh that you know never again and then i right. then i literally passed cluck and blaze the actual store mm. and i look at and john's gotten it a couple times in the past few months and mm. I haven't been tempted but then after I would because you know you have to like fast for your blood test so afterwards I was so hungry and I was like well they got their blood so now mm. I'm just gonna have what I want and I got a breakfast burrito which I hadn't had a I hadn't had a non-Arawan breakfast burrito in six months a non an N-E-B-B <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I have to say it was disappointing I like I went to Las Villas Corona which is like the good breakfast burrito place in Atwater and I don't know if it was because it was a, I usually on the weekends and like they have like a weekday cook today, but it was not worth it. I like my breakfast burritos to be like really trashy. Like I don't like like I think you told me about those breakfast burritos and don't they have like char like some sort of like vegetable in them? You I didn't you can get them with like spinach. They have they're more um they're more like Mexican than they are like American. I don't know because they yes. have they have um they have like uh cotilla cheese instead of, they don't have like gooey jack cheese so i i yeah. they're it's a good i don't know some their salsa is so good but today it was i don't know i don't know if it's me i don't know if it's them but it was yeah it was just average and i don't i don't crave it anymore so that's, that's something that's good i feel like i haven't had a breakfast burrito on like when my body could actually process it ever. Like every time I've had a breakfast burrito, it's been like really fucked up. And like, a, what was I thinking? Cause I'm always yeah. like in, insanely hungover. Yeah. And then I'm like, let's get like this greasy shit. And I always get just like cheddar cheese and like eggs and like maybe, and like hash browns to me, that's like the perfect combo. And then like put salsa on top. It's really good. But like, I love it. Like no meat. The meat is what will kill you with a breakfast burrito, mm. I think. But, you know, sometimes you got to do it. But like, I, and then I'm just like, okay, like put me away in an insane asylum because I cannot be trusted to like care for my own body. 
because some of these breakfast burritos are you know the size of your forearm and it's too much i love but now i have to say erewhon has a great it's like the tiniest breakfast burrito there's barely anything in it yeah there's it's bland as shit the salsa doesn't taste like anything it's twenty dollars <laughs> I never get food at Erewhon, although it's like right up the street. I just like, yeah, it's always so expensive. It's ridiculous. Um, but I'm waiting for our home state to open, which we're getting a home state in walking distance. So you're that's getting a be- home state. I'm getting yeah. a pizzana. I have a pizzana. I know you do. I know you do. Yeah. So congratulations. <laughs> Uh, that's cool. Where's the pizza going to be? It's not that close. It's, um, it's on sunset in silver Lake. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not like, it's not in um, Atwater. It's not like, yeah, no Atwater, Atwater. Well, Atwater does have now a blue jam cafe. Sorry. We always talk about these fucking hyper localized LA things and it's okay. Cause I was just going to also say, but like hail Mary is there, right? Isn't oh yeah. There? Yeah. Hail Mary's great pizza. Um, today post post blood work, I already ordered, um, uh, a Detroit style pizza from quarter sheets to pick up tonight. I fucking love Detroit style pizza. It's, it's so good. This, these people are geniuses. Cause it's like, they do a traditional Detroit style or they always have like a special. So tonight is special is like a white Detroit style with, um, I think it has like kale and sausage. And then they have a pastry chef that makes like insane cakes. So you always mm-hmm. have to get like a slice of cake with your pizza. A fucking slice of cake. My God. It's so good. So nice. Yeah. I was like, I had this Australian guy staying with me a few weeks ago. And I think I mentioned him before he like despises America and everything yeah. that we stand for, which is fair. I get it. He was like really gross, grossed out by our coffee, which like I also totally got. Um, although I've got to say I've been around the world and I always come crawling back to that good old American cup of Joe. I feel like you just get used to like, you're just used to what you're used to. And like, you'll always sort of crave it. I mean, I, when I, you know, every several years I've been, you know, I've been to Europe like three times in my life. And every time I'm there, I totally get into like the espresso culture, but in real life, no, give me give me cold brew or give me death. I know I am like that too. And it's like, I, I also, I don't totally remember, but I feel like when I was in France, like when we were in France a couple of years ago, we were like, we didn't, we spent some time in Paris, but like most of the time was in like, we were in like Bordeaux and like oh, yeah. other parts of like, we just like, weren't in France. We weren't in Paris the entire time. And like, we stayed in like a lot of like bread and bed and breakfast and stuff. And like, I don't remember that well, but like, I just remember having like very normal, like, I, I don't, we, I wasn't drinking like a cappuccino. Like these people weren't like, let me like whip up some, like froth up some milk for you every day. Mm. Like, I don't remember, but I feel like I, we just had like a pot of coffee. I don't oh, think that maybe. everybody's like making espresso every day in their house. Uh, I don't think they're doing like drip coffee, but they're doing something. I don't know what's going on out there. I mean, I feel like everyone has an espresso machine unless you're like super insane and like do like a third wave, whatever espresso. I think a normal- I feel, look, my pour over thing is from the French store. I got to find oh. out. I think they're doing pour over in, okay, in like I'm sure- the French countryside. I think you're, they're pouring, they're doing pour over. Maybe. Well, also like now LA aesthetics are so trendy in Europe. So like all the like hottest restaurants in Paris and London are like, are like LA-ified. Everything is LA-ified, I think. But um, 
whatever. Anyway, my, where, where the fuck was I even going with this? Why did I bring this up? Something about our coffee. Our oh yeah. Yeah. Cause the Australian guy was staying with So you. I was like trying to, we were talking about pizza and I was like, we were talking about like American food that he should try. And I was like, I feel like pizza is kind of an American food. And he was like, well, I think the Australians would have something to say, or the Italians would have something to say about that. And I was like, well, hang on. I don't mean that like America invented it. My point was that if you eat pizza in America, you're going to have like New York style pizza, exactly. Detroit style pizza, Chicago style pizza. Like our pizza in America is like region specific. And it's like been, it's a style of pizza that is so not that America invented pizza, but if you eat pizza in America, you're eating an American food because you're eating an American type. Yeah. Of unless you go to one of the very few places that are like, oh, we have, you know, very traditional Naples style pizza or very traditional Roman style pizza. It is like totally American. Food. I mean, you could say, you could say a fucking hot dog is German because it's Frankfurter. Like what else you could say? You could say Allison Roman stew is is based on a curry, but it's not. It's American. It's American. <laughs> exactly. God, what an ignorant American twat I am. Uh, but Australians, oh, I really don't want to hear any sort of morally high ground from the Australians, a country that might tie America in its horrible treatment of its indigenous people and racism. It certainly is like... We're neck and neck. We're very, yes. I mean, like there's nothing and I, whatever, I'm not going to get into like the Australian, I don't care, whatever, let them do what they will. But like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I do feel like, I just feel like everyone has Australia fever right now, but that might just be because I had this Australian guy stay with me. Oh. And I was just shocked because I was like, I feel like the attitude, I feel like your attitude is like, you're from like, France or something, but you're from Australia. Like we're the same. Like you're not, you're from Australia. Yeah. We're both from co like former colonies. We're both. Yes. We're both from like colonies with no culture. Yeah. We're both living on indigenous land. Yeah. Did you guys do um, a land acknowledgement every morning? I just the one that I do anyway. Oh, sure. Um, but Anyway, so my point is, I don't know what my point is. Amer America has weird pizza. I don't know where this. No, America pizza like I've any, been stewing on it. I don't know. But well, there again, this is like thorny territory because there is an issue with like appropriation of culture. Look, when, Italy when... was on the side of the Nazis. <laughs> like, come on, I, I like, I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. they're on the Nazi side. It's like, and I mean, I'm sure. Italians come to America and they're excited to try all of the, actually I'm not well, sure that that's true I don't I don't know what anybody's thinking when they do anything but I do know that like all of the like American style pizza was developed by Italian immigrants it's not yes. like non like Italian white people were like we're gonna make this more palatable to whatever it was like that was how I don't know just like things change because it's a different country with because, different yeah, resources. Yeah, because the, ing and the ingredients are different. The 
your customer base is different. It's similar like with Chinese immigrants creating sort of an American Chinese food because yeah. of the ingredients and because of the the people that were patronizing their restaurants. It's like, it's a complicated, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not so simple as appropriation. It's like evolution. Well, I, th- I would say so. Yeah. And there's a new, there's a new pizza place in Silver Lake that I want to try that's um, Indian pizza. There's a place, there's a place near you. That's like Swedish pizza. I drive by that all the time. I feel like if it was any good, I would have heard about it, but it's also, it's also been there for so long that I'm like, what's the deal? You know what the deal is? I, cause it's okay. It's right on like the Glendale Atwater border. I promise this is the last time we're going to do a hyper-specific thing in this episode. I can't make the same. but But what I think I read or learned is it is. In Stockholm, there's a big, um, there's a big like Middle Eastern population of immigrants in Stockholm and how um, like in New York or whatever, a lot of the Middle Eastern immigrants will do um, like halal cart, like chicken and rice type of stuff. Mm -hmm. That community, that diaspora started to make pizza as like sort of late night um, drunk food or whatever. Like to go, okay. So it's like, um, it's a lot of like shawarma on your pizza anyway. And, oh, that sounds good. And a lot of them, I think, share cultural ties with Armenia. And so oh. I think that Swedish pizza place in Glendale, the customer base is actually Armenian immigrants that somehow have a fondness for that specific Swedish style of pizza. So okay, like, well, now I definitely want to try it. Yeah, the, the menu actually looks, I mean, a swarm of pizza sounds really good. That sounds so good. When I lived in Chicago, we used to get the pizza in Chicago is really bad and don't let anyone tell you different, but it, except for that, there is the first and old Detroit style pizza I ever had. And for a long time, it was the only Detroit style pizza was at this place called Pequod's that was next level delicious, mm. but your average pizza there is really fucked up, but they have the, but then you like still get weirdly nostalgic for sure. it because whatever, but they're flat. They're like thin crust pizza. The crust is wretched. I mean, truly wretched. Um, but we used to get it. This is so disgusting. I can't believe I'm admitting this on my fucking goop podcast where I talk about like sea moss gel, but like we used to get it with like, Oh my God, I hate myself so much roast beef on it. That sounds good. And it was like, it would just come in this like super thin layer under the cheese <laughs> on like really thin crust pizza. And it was fucking so good. I feel like a really thin, like, and that's why I like the shawarma. I'm thinking like a thin layer yeah, of like protein on your pizza is that's like, but like, that's like bigger than a pepperoni is good. Okay. Really good. I wish we could, I wish I could unsay those words, but I can't. Uh, no, the, um, it's sort of like your Proust's Madeline, your roast beef, Chicago pizza. Oh God. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is new? Wait, I took notes. I mean, I, my stuff, the, my biggest announcement of the week is, I mean, it's so related. I just, I'm it's so related to the list. It's so goop. I just, I don't know. I have something happened to me this week that 
just yeah let's let's just talk it let's get into it i mean it it's, it's like big news. get it's real okay it's, so it's kismet honestly that it happened this week of all weeks it's insane and it really has sent me on like a this is like my best my worst my craziest they're all the same th- i mean i'm trying to it's all i can think about is is this thing that happened to me so let me just tell you so i was I went to a concert on Tuesday, which was, I went to see Bob Dylan at the Pantages, which is a theater on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, was at the Pantages? Mm-hmm. Oh. Why? I, for some reason, I thought it was at the Hollywood Bowl. But now it, it all makes sense. Now it's all were, clicking, yeah, right? Because that's okay. where, yeah, okay. Anyway, keep telling So it's, you know, Hollywood Boulevard is like this, like very like seedy, touristy, street that like nobody really goes to unless you're like going to the panty unless you're like going to do something there like going to a movie or something like that I'm not like going there to hang out and like it's kind of something that they'll tell you when you come to visit or that everyone sort of knows like if you want to see celebrities that's like the last place to go because like no I mean not only are celebrities not there like it's just like only like tourists basically are there like it's not it's just like I'm very rarely there um, so we, we were like, okay, we're going to go see him at the Pantages. We're meeting our friends. Um, let's just have dinner. And I was like, let's just get dinner at Shake Shack, which I'm going to say for me suggesting Shake Shack, I felt like I was being very like populist <laughs> and like very like indulgent to be like, okay, Brian. Cause I know that's where he wants to go. And I always want to go to like the most expensive fucking place in the world. And I'm like, let's just go to Shake Shack. Well, by the just... Pantages, there's really not very many options. It's like, you could either do that or you could go to like Musso and Frank. That's yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of it. And even Musso and Frank is like, you'd have to either walk a fair distance or like park twice. Like Shake Shack is right there. Shake John, Shack and is... I, yeah. John and I used to have season tickets, uh, for the like musicals that they would do at the Pantages. And Every we so we would go see a show every month and pretty much every month we would just go to that Shake Shack. Yeah. I mean, because it's like and it's like you park, right? Like we parked yeah. in the thing with the Shake Shack. So whatever. So we we get there, we meet our friends, and my friend Hannah was like, the fried chicken sandwich here is really good. And I was like, I'm gonna go and I'm probably gonna just get this fried chicken sandwich because like why not experiment? Like we're it's a shake shack, whatever. And I was like, I got cheese fries. I was like really living it up at fucking shake shack. So we, we were like, okay, where should we sit? Let's go sit. I want to sit outside. There was no seating. We found a booth. I sit down and then Brian and our friend Shane were sitting like across from me and Hannah and they both start like mouthing to us furiously and like looking at us and I can't make out what they're saying. And they're like mouthing the same thing. And I like, I'm like, slowly I start to put together. They're both whispering to me, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. And I was like, what? And they were like, Brad Pitt is sitting behind you right now. And I was like, that is 
Not true. Cause I was, I'm telling you first, one thing is I do think I have brain fog or like some brain issue from having COVID. And I had been super gullible. Like earlier they were like teasing me about how like Bob Dylan was going to do like a whole stage show. He was going to do crowd work. And I was like, wait, seriously? Like I believe them. So I was like, you guys are fucking with me. I don't buy it. Of course, Brad Pitt is not in this fucking shake shack. They were like, he is here. And I, they were like, turn around. I was like, I can't, I could, there was no, if he was sitting in right behind me in the booth behind me, facing me, facing like the back of my head. And I was like, there's no way I can turn around. But I did notice like all of these people walking towards my table, but they were all, everyone was being very polite. They were like, people would be like holding their phone up, like looking like they were texting, but just like walking right past his table. So like everybody was walking by to take a picture of him and the waiter, like the waiter, it was Shake Shack. Shake Shack is like a fast food restaurant. There are no waiters, but they do like bring it to you and like take your number, but that's it. That's the last time you see them. You like order at the counter. This guy came up to their table like three times and was like, can I get you anything else? Do you guys need anything? You guys okay? And I was, it was like, like the, the tuxedoed guys from Musso and Frank's walked over and walk, were like shaking Yeah, and they were like, how you doing? Welcome in to Shake Shack, a restaurant where we don't work. So I was like, okay. So I, I pretended I needed to like get ketchup because I was like, I have to see because I didn't believe it. I stood up. I got ketchup. I turned around. I locked eyes with him. I am telling you, he was wearing a mask that went all the way up to like right under his eyes. You couldn't see him. You couldn't see anything about his face, but I just, his eyes were so feminine. I was like, these are like woman's eye. Like what is happening? still would not have recognized him. He's also wearing a bucket hat. I was like, I never would have recognized. How did everyone recognize him? I don't know. Just the aura? Because like Brian and your other friend just recognized him right away. They immediately recognized him. I sat and everyone else was recognizing him too. They also had a better like vantage. I was like quickly trying to look at him while he was like actively hiding his face. Um. Oh, cause he was eating. So he had to take the mask off at some point. But when I was, yes. But when yeah. I did that, okay. he had his mask on. So he was like almost unrecognizable with the mask on. Yeah. Um, and the bucket hat. So I was just like sitting there and I couldn't, I was like, I started acting. I think I started acting really weird. I like, couldn't be in a normal conversation. Cause I was like, what if Brad Pitt overhears me? Oh, also fuel on the fire. My friend Shane writes something on his phone and holds it up for me to read it in his notes app. He wrote, he's with Spike Jones, the director. And I was like, that's bonkers. Okay. And the reason that I'm telling this story with so much detail, I just want to say, Look, I, I meet celebrities every once in a while. I see celebrities around every once in a while because like we live in LA. Um, I have never seen in real life anyone as famous as Brad Pitt, much less at the fucking Shake Shack on Hollywood Boulevard. Like that is un. It is unreasonable. Like I would never, I, I, I will never get over it. I was like, I texted my entire family. I texted all my friends. I was like, Brad Pitt's at Shake Shack. Like 
in what world are you seeing Brad Pitt at Shake Shack? Like I wasn't at like a fancy place. I wasn't at some, I was at just like, I was truly with like the dregs of humanity and being the dregs of humanity. He's a man of the people. His, uh, his, uh, pottery studio is in Atwater. Have you seen him? No, never seen him, but I just know that he has a potty, pottery studio by my house. So I'm so stupid. I still was like, wow, he and Spike Jones like come here to like secretly talk about art. That's what I said. And they were like, he's going to Bob Dylan. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, but still like, why would he come? Whatever. Because the there's literally so- no other place to eat right there. I guess, but it's like, can't he go like backstage and like fucking yeah. have like foie gras and caviar with Bob Dylan? Like, oh, there is that. He- Isn't there? There's a Katsuya across the street. Sort there's of. a Katsuya. There's there. like the double, but he doesn't want to go to Katsuya. No, he doesn't like- want to go to Katsuya. Okay. So we went, we left and we go and we get in line again. I'm trying to look at him. Brad Pitt is like this, like amazing, like he's really good at hiding his face. Like when I stood up to leave again, he had his like hand up, like he's resting his hand on his chin. So you couldn't see his face from like any angle and still had the hat on. Like he was obviously like very seasoned at like being as unrecognizable as possible in public. Um, I never saw the full face, but what the reason I knew for a fact it was him was his voice. Cause I could like hear them talking. Mm. And I was like, it's definitely Brad Pitt. So I, but I really wish I had sat on the other side. I really wish I had sat next to Brian so I could like see him take his mask off and fucking eat a cheeseburger. (laughs) That would have been so good. So anyway, so we went to Bob Dylan and there was like, obviously like a really long line to get in. We had our tickets, whatever the line went like all the way up, whatever, like vine, it like snaked around the corner, went up vine and like kind of doubled around, but it moved really fast. And we like got to the front and like when we were down on Hollywood Boulevard, we saw them walking towards us. Like they were coming to the show and I again, lost my mind and he's got the mask back on. He's got the hat totally covering and Spike Jones is just like living free. Cause he's like, nobody knows who I am. Um, except for like me and all my friends. And so there's this woman who works at the Pantage standing in the front of the line and Spike Jones had like tickets like printed out wait they didn't go in like the back entrance I'm telling, they just went in had, the main entrance n- no that he had his tickets printed out on a piece of fucking paper like the same way you or I would <laughs> that's crazy going to the thing and he's like showing her the tickets and Brad Pitt walks up behind them and I can see he's like kind of going for his mask he's thinking shit he I could tell he the wheels were turning he's like am I gonna right now say like hey I'm Brad Pitt and like I can do whatever I want or is he just gonna like pretend he's not because this woman did not know that she was talking to Brad Pitt were the were the the tickets the paper tickets not scanning was there like an issue or no, because the line was really long. They didn't get in line. They went to the, they went. Oh, and they did. They tried to cut thing. in line. They were like, we have the, because I'm sure they were like, we have these special sure, whatever. Sure. And she was like, yeah, you have to go get in the back of the line. And they were like, okay. So they went and they got in the Brad Pitt walked up Vine Street and got in the fucking back of the line for the Pantages. I was shitting. I was like, Brad, what the fuck is up? with you you went to shake shack and then you got in line i think this is all a ruse and you're a plant to try to get him because i think he's going to try to do to angelina jolie what johnny depp did to amber heard 
And I think this is all a ruse to get everyone on his side to make him seem like a normal person. Look, I was already on his side, but I have one more piece of information. He was wearing a wedding ring. Really? Yes. Do we know who his wife is? No. He's not technically divorced yet. But so he, because there was, he, there were rumors that he was dating some like MIT scientist. And then there was rumors that he was dating Alia Shawkat. He, I don't think he was dating Alia Shawkat. He was just continuing. I, cause I Googled him very aggressively after this. And I read that he met her through Spike Jones. And as he does, they went to in and out because he just like goes he around like hamburgers all day. I mean, he's, he's like, going to the good ones at least. Yeah. He's like wimpy from Popeye. <laughs> He was, um, so I'll tell you wait, this. So what he's is the wedding not, ring? What does that mean? He's secretly married to someone? Or I you think, think he it, never, I think it's the one from Angelina. I don't think he ever took it off. So you think that they're secretly still together? They're not divorced yet. Like they're technically still I know married. they're technically not divorced, but like if you're broken up, you're going to take your wedding ring off. My other theory was that it was a decoy. Oh. But that doesn't make any sense. So women <laughs> don't just like fall over fall on over him or like so people would be like oh is that brad pitt like oh no that guy's married and everybody knows brad pitt's divorced <laughs> or something like single. that i don't know but i took a picture of him you can clearly see the wedding ring and i was like should i sell this to tmc but of course i didn't do it but i oh, was you like should. I know. well it's too late now probably but um wow but you it heard was, it here first guys brad you guys pitt. i i'm sorry to go on that long story but I feel like Brad Pitt, seeing Brad Pitt is a, it was, I couldn't concentrate at all. Like I went and saw Bob Dylan and I was like, I don't care what this old man is mumbling about. I just saw fucking Brad Pitt. Where is he? Is he backstage? Why did I see Brad Pitt? Will I ever see him again? How is he doing? Like, where are they? I was scanning the audience. Every time someone came in late, I was like, is that them? Because at that point, all bets were off. Like, I don't know where they're sitting. They could have been in the balcony with me for all I know. They're at Shake Shack. They're in line. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. He could be here right now. He's doing whatever he wants. He's doing normal stuff. He's just a regular guy from Kansas who likes to see classic rock, eat burgers, and wear $2,000 cashmeres that he made with his weird scammer business partner. I'm, I, I mean, honestly, I should have taken that as an opportunity to be like, I have a business opportunity for you, Mr. Pitt, and you're going to like it, it way more. It's called Goop. It's a podcast. Do you want to be the third mic on a podcast about your <laughs> ex-wife's or whatever ex-fiance's wellness blog? Who you're still desperately in love with. Who you do love her or whatever. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. But then yeah. to me, seeing Brad Pitt, getting this like pit energy, I'm just, I'm running on pit. And then all of this goop stuff, I was like, there's something I feel like, so, you know, that I'm a little bit crazy and like, I believe in some weird stuff. And I'm like, is this somehow like the universe telling me, you know, I'm on the right track? Maybe, maybe it's, maybe this is a sign that we will actually spot Gwyneth in the wild one day. I think it's even deeper than that. I think it's deeper. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I'll never see. I never want to see her. Oh, also Brad Pitt. Look, I love him. I looked it up. He is not 5'11". Okay. That's oh, what, none of them are. Yeah. That's what 
it says if you, it just pops up immediately. You Google his name and it's like, he's 5'11". Okay. He was five, mm, a generous, generously five, nine. Wow. I think wow. five, eight. Yeah. God, my Jewish grandpa was five, eight. Well, so was my Jewish grandpa. Brad <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad's um, a little, a little booby. And he was thin too. They're always so much thinner than you think. I would, I thought like yeah. if I, Brad Pitt would be like ripped or something. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's a cliche, but the camera really does add 10 pounds. And so all these people who you think are shredded are like anorexic. <laughs> I thought that video of Tom Hanks, he looked re- really thin where he was oh, like yelling at the paparazzi. I didn't see it. I don't like those type of videos. I don't like them either, but I always click. Well, look in my defense, I, I found out about it from the fucking LA times, not from Twitter. So okay. I was like, well, I guess in that case it's news. Yeah. You know, it was also like not very, not a big deal. It's like really overblown for sure. For sure. Like, it's not like, wow, how could you get Brad or whatever Tom Hanks to yell at you like that? Like it wasn't really. That. Yeah. He was like protecting good old Rita. It, yeah. She needs help. She does need help. Um, uh, what a story. Anyway, what, a, then, what a night. I, I'm just, so mad. I didn't know that Bob Dylan was, I always, I want to. I want to see Bob Dylan once before he dies. And I, I, I always miss it. Was this, was the show good or you just weren't paying attention? I mean, the show was kind of amazing because Bob Dylan, I mean, he really is like, he's like share or something like he, he does everything on his own terms. The lights came up and he was on stage with his band. They played for like an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes. He said nothing to the audience. Like, I think at one point he was like, after playing for like, a solid 20 minutes. He was like, how are you? Or something like that. And everybody lost their mind. Um, another amazing thing that he did was, um, he would, he was sitting behind like a piano the entire time. And every like three or four songs, he would just like stand up and then like move out from behind the piano and kind of like pose kind of like okay. he, kind of like Marion Williamson is the only other person I've really seen pose like that on stage. Like he would just sort of like stand there and like show his outfit kind of just stand there basically. And then between everybody, songs? Would, it was like in between songs and everybody would clap like, yay, like you look great, Bob. Like he just, I don't know. And then he would like get sit back down again. It That's was so weird. so weird. Is that so people could take pictures or something? No, because you had to lock your phone away. Oh. It was um, just, I think he's just like giving the people what they want, yeah. like a little taste. He was showing them his outfit and just okay. like, look like that he could still stand up and yeah. like that he was like able to do it. Cause you know, he's, he's like, like 80. He's, oh, I think he's 81. Wow. Good for him. Oh my God. And, um, I knew, I only knew like two of the songs, but I really liked all the songs that he played, but it's like, obviously, you know, he only does like the new stuff. Yeah. 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 I listened which, to like, his new album once it's those songs are like 20 minutes long. It's very like, you know, whatever it was more just like, I'm going to see Bob Dylan. Like this yeah, is yeah, a yeah. huge deal. And I like loved I love like 60s Bob Dylan so much. I knew he wasn't going to play any of that music. It was fine. He did a Grateful Dead cover, which was as close as we're going to get. And he did um, Serve Somebody, which I do like. And I do love the meaning of that song, which Mm. it's like the only, but that one is from like, I mean, that one is definitely from like the 2010s or something too, I think. I don't even know. doesn't matter. I'm I'm very, uh, I mean, I have a few Bob Dylan albums and I like them, but I'm absolutely 
not like it's it's such a deep hole you can get into and i'm i mean I'm, he does like he's been putting out like an album a year since like the 60s yeah, forever. um and then when the concert was over he just like literally walked off stage and we were like or he like he bowed and he like introduced his band and then they just left and everyone was like okay we're gonna Cool. So there's no encore, encore no encore, no opener. Nice. They just really get in, get out, which is honestly fine. Yeah, that's what I want. Sitting down the whole time in like a nice, like temperature controlled theater. Pantages, a beautiful historic theater from the Brad early 20th Pitt century. Was there. I mean, star studded event. It was insane. Crazy. And then when we left, I was like kind of depressed. I was like, well, I'll never see, I'll never see him again. Brad. I don't know. Just start hanging out at the uh, Shake Shack on Hollywood Boulevard. He's bound to come in sometime again. Yeah. Uh, wow. I obviously can't compete with that. Um, the most exciting thing that happened to me this week is I got my uh, face oil in the mail. What kind of fa- that is exciting? What kind of face the, oil? Uh, uh, everyday oil. So when I was talking about last week on the pod, mm. now they have a new scent. It's like so they have their mainstay scent, which is a real, it's like a little floral, a little hippie. It's sort of strong. That's this my new, favorite kind of shit though. It's really good. But this new one is called Warm Feelings. Okay. And it's a little lighter and it's oh just, um, it's just citrus. It's bergamot and orange with patchouli. So it's a, it's a good summer scent. And yeah, and it's, it's for your face. It's for your body. It's really nice. I really, really like it. Oh, that sounds good. So I put it on like in the morning and then I put it on and because I usually now take a shower at night because I play tennis at night. Uh-huh. So I also put it on before I go to bed. Cute. Nice. nice. Uh, but yeah. <sighs> Delightful. Um, well, that is very exciting. Uh, I mean, come on. It's fine. Uh, I haven't seen, I used to see, because I, when I worked at um hotel in New York, I would see celebrities all the time. Uh, and I've the- been seeing so many lately and I don't know why, but for yeah. the last like month, I've been seeing a lot of celebrities. That's cool. Uh, I never see celebrities. I feel like, um, I saw the last celebrity I saw in my neighborhood was L Fanning was at the, um, the Atwater village tavern randomly. That's a friend. big one though. Yeah. She asked, my mom was in town and we were hanging out there and she asked my mom if she could take one of our chairs but we were waiting for someone so my mom Hell said yeah. no <laughs> she was yeah. very nice about it <laughs> Good. anyway shall we just move on to our best I mean I feel like I feel drained after my like one woman show about when I saw Brad Pitt and it is my best <laughs> well from a one woman show to a two-person show yeah because I think our co-best is the already iconic interview between Gwyneth and Brad Pitt it's just Brad Pitt is just like the theme Brad Pitt is just like everything on my list like just I'm like there's something cosmic with Brad Pitt right now like Brad Pitt is in the something is going on with Brad Pitt I think maybe I've fully broken into like magical thinking which I think is like one of the early signs of schizophrenia (laughs) but you know I think I've been walking that line for years so maybe that wedding ring is for you. I don't think when some, what does that mean? <laughs> like I'm wearing the other one. Yeah. Like it's, you don't know yet in a, it's some sort of multiverse thing where you see him with a wedding ring and you're like, Brad Pitt's not married. And then one morning you'll wake up and you have the same wedding ring on and you'll be like, what the fuck? And then you'll turn around in bed 
and Brad Pitt will be laying next to you. That's probably what is going to happen where it's like, he was like, yeah, we're married in another dimension. Well, of every single possible thing it that is possible or whatever, isn't that what people, then like, I guess we're all married to Brad Pitt somewhere. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Just like, yeah, just, just like, like the, the bard once said. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm sure you guys already know, uh, Brad and Gwyneth conducted an interview to, I guess, hawk Brad's line of $2,000 cashmere flannels co-produced by him and this very sketchy woman named Sathari Kalsa. Yeah. Who is his his cohort in cashmere. Mm-mm-mm. And so, I have to say yeah. that this, reading this after seeing him at Shake Shack, it really brought me down. It really was, this was a really, really depressing. Well, yeah. Cause you see him at Shake Shack and you're like, oh, he's just a regular guy. He's a man of the people. He's going to see Bob Dylan. He's getting a burger. And then you read this and you're like, oh, these people are both completely insane. Well, there's something about this. That's just like, well, so they're sitting together and they're like discussing the cashmere line primarily, but they're also talking about their youth and their young love, their broken engagement. And of course that's all very like romantic and dramatic and interesting. And like, that's kind of like, I think they're probably mostly talking about that because. Well, they know it'll get about that. Then people will pay attention to his fucking cashmere line. But like the, just like sitting down and like doing this sort of like craven, like it's like, it was like fucking QVC. Totally. I just don't get, like I was watching, like I saw there that Seth Rogen had one of those AD videos, which I love where they like show their house. Mm. And the whole fucking thing was the office of house plan. It wasn't his house. Oh. And I'm like, why? I would never start anything why are these fucking celebrities who've made been able to make a good living for themselves with just by being artists allegedly why do they turn around and start these fucking businesses why i would say for some people i would say oh actually just being an actor is not as lucrative as it used to be. The days of the $20 million paycheck are over. That might be true, but how many $20 million paychecks has Brad Pitt received in his life? And I know Angie fucked him over on Miraval, but it couldn't have been that bad. And like, what's up with Seth Rogen? Like no one, he's, yeah, these people are fine. Like they want, they like crave more capital. They're yeah, just- well, and I think with this cashmere thing, it does seem like he is like, I don't, this cashmere thing cannot be a huge moneymaker. Like there's very few people in the world that would buy one of these $2,000 flannels. So this, this does seem like a passion project. Like he just likes cashmere and this woman is scamming him. <laughs> She's the one I like, it's her thing. She's the talented Mr. Ripley. She is the, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this interview, so you promised me before, yeah. <laughs> before I want to. Oh, you do want to. <laughs> okay, good. I thought I, I thought I was like coercing you into doing this. Um, but we want to put on a little, a little two person show for you guys and, um, just read 
read the interview uh, as as Brad and Gwyneth. Um, just Especially like, because there's no podcast. No, there's no. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't. And fucking also, this. I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. I kind of think that this entire interview is fake. It does seem like written by AI. It, it it's written seem- by like some like weird marketing team. And they both like they sent it to both of them and they were like, whatever, it's fine. This is fine. Yeah. Probably right. Anyway. Um, okay. Right, also, so- I'm not going to be doing a Gwyneth Paltrow impression because I'm not, um, I'm not that type of performer, but I will be channeling her essence and hopefully yeah. that's, you know, you're not, um, you know, you're not Bill Hader. You're not an impressionist. You're, you're yeah. I'm not Bill Hader. I'm Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> I'm doing Capote. Uh, all right. So I guess okay. you'll be Gwyneth. I'll be Brad. Great. Um, okay. So this is called a conversation between Gwyneth and Brad. How did you meet Set Hari? I was working in my artist friend, sculptor, Thomas Hausago's studio. And she was coming by weekly to give him these health drips. I got in line for one and we just immediately got on and it became a normal thing for me. Over the years, we've developed a kind of sibling relationship and care for one another. I love her to bits. She's been a dear friend in high times and low times and kept me together. How did the shirt business come to happen? I've been dabbling with design and Sathari's a designer herself, a jewelry designer. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com weightloss. That's PlushCare.com weightloss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. And so we came together on that level. She told me about this dream she'd had of me saying I needed more softness in my life. And I literally had just said to someone that I wanted more softness. And you know, the softness comes from Bruce. You know, I, I didn't even know what cashmere was till you and Bruce. I knew wool to be wool. And that shit's itchy. But the way you and Bruce spoke about cashmere, I knew it was something. Bruce taught me about cashmere, what a nice bottle of red is, what a fine bottle of wine means and how to experience it. And I really value that. Hanging out with both of you sanded off some of my rough country edges it tickled my luxury gene that I always had somewhere in there, but didn't have access to. Ever since then, cashmere is the coveted cloth to be covered in. It's just so damn soft and so damn cozy. So Satahari, being the kind of human being that she is, was trying to make me a shirt for the holidays. And she couldn't get it done. She ended up making her own and then decided, there's something here. And I said, let me come in with you. Let's do this together. And she said, okay. And now we got a bunch of shirts that we really like. They're so beautiful. That's the goop seal of approval. <laughs> That's a high bar. I'm a full customer and a major fan. I gave one to my mom for Mother's Day and she loved it so much. She was like, oh, Gwenny, this is like a warm hug. I'm never taking it off. Really? Oh, that's fantastic. What about the tartans? Do you request what patterns you want? That's where we spend a day with all the colors and threads and we argue over what kind of red to use. You know, I want a little more tomato. She wants a little more berry. I usually get my way because she's really kind, but she's pulled out some good ones that I wouldn't have ever come up with. What do you want for this company? I don't know. I mean, we started it for ourselves. That's always the best way. Starting from a white space. Yeah. We just kept coming up with ideas like sweats and hoodies. So we'll just write it out until we run out of ideas. I think there's an opportunity for you guys to fill this hole because they, there are beautiful luxury cashmere brands, but nothing rock and roll about them. There's a space for a little bit of a cooler, a little bit more rugged, super luxury cashmere for cool, gorgeous guys. Yeah, we'll take it. You've had pretty good radar for this. Okay. Since it's almost Father's Day, I'm going to ask you about Bruce. I'll never forget when we were engaged and he came to me one day, his eyes full of tears. And he said, you know, I never really realized what they mean when they say you're gaining a son. Like I'm gaining a son. What impact did he have on you? Why did you love him? Even though we didn't get married, unfortunately. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, everything works out, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I finally found the brat I was supposed to marry. It just took me 20 years. And it's lovely to have you as a friend now. It is. And I do love you. I love you so much. One of the many things I loved about Bruce, because he did have a profound effect on me. And sometimes I still think about was he really fostered your voice, your independence? He carved the way for you guys to be who you are. And I think that's so important to parenting. You know, 
So the child is free to find out who they are and what they love and what they don't. You guys were just so free in your conversations and witty and intelligent and funny as fuck. I mean, he could be tough if he needed to be, but it would be rare. Only if someone was out of line and it would come with not a slap on the wrist, but a little drop of wisdom. And he'd let you make the choice. That seemed to be his way, just to offer you this wisdom and let you figure it out. And knowing you have that faith in your child, they'll get there when they get there. That man was funny. He was funny. And you guys were so funny together, ripping across the table, which was a rarity that I hadn't experienced much. And I loved it. The fun you guys had was infectious. You could just see how much he adored you. My daughter's like that now too. She's funny like Bruce. One of my friends from high school said Apple's got the non-recessive Paltrow humor gene that ribbing across the table. We were always going to get his opinion. There was a fairness to it that I really appreciated. I think that struck a chord with me. Did you feel paternal energy from him? 100%. I felt that same kind of guidance that you would get from a coach or a mentor. Me too. I mean, he was my father, but he was very much a mentor. He loved being that role for people that he really loved. And you were definitely one of them. And scene. Wow. Oh, that was really <laughs> profound. Okay. So now that we read it out loud. It, it does not, it was fe- it's not human 100% convinced that this was written by a marketing, I mean, intern, and I mean, a low level one too. (laughs) Like, no, it's crazy. Like there's no way that this, like this conversation happened. I mean, you know, we're both, neither of us are Meryl Streep here, but we can, you know, we went to acting school. We can, we can bring life to a script. I mean, (laughs) look, this was, yeah. Um, and this is, yeah, I don't know. The, the, there's there was some like um ever since then cashmere is the coveted cloth to be covered in are yeah. you fucking kidding me yeah that really rolls off the tongue and then when she was like oh this is what is what is her amazing line where she's like this is the um this is oh there's a space for a little bit cooler a little more rugged super luxury cashmere for cool gorgeous guys okay this is like not nobody said this stuff like these are this is like advertising these are like marketing terms like this is copy this is copy as Nora Efron said everything is copy well everything in this little conversation sure as shit is and like what is the little stuff about like oh like let's tie this in with Father's Day and make him talk about how he knew my dad and like we used to date or whatever. This is complete and utter bullshit. This conversation never happened. And so funny. my guess is that Brad Pitt paid for this as well. Oh yeah. Brought to you by our friends at Brad's cashmere, whatever it's called. God's <laughs> true crash. God's true cashmere. Avocado s- mattresses and God's true cra- cashmere. Yeah, uh, like- I love that. It's like, Oh, it's father's day. So I would love for you to share a story about my father. Well, he can't exactly talk about himself as a father now, can he? Well, that's 
yeah, that's problematic. And I guess he can't doesn't talk about his own father because he's just some like Kansas hick who doesn't matter. And I mean, I'm sure he's I won't say it, but he's probably not great if you scratch the surface. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't know anything about Brad Pitt's father, but uh, I assume that's by design. Yeah. Wow. This is um interesting to say where he's like you shaved my country edges off and da 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 it's like no one is gonna buy that brad pitt at this point in the game no one is gonna believe that brad pitt is like a rough and tumble fucking cowboy who's like just discovering cashmere i mean okay maybe when he was 20 he's like 60 years old and he's been a millionaire for like 40 years well, and he's saying that, I mean, it's just a little too perfect that that Bruce and Gwyneth were the ones that introduced him to Kashmir. And then 30 years later, he's opening a line of cash. It just doesn't, it's like insane. I mean, it's, I mean, I also don't believe that that's true. I don't know. It's like, I guess everybody has a point in their life where they know what something, where they learn what something is. But I have to say, like much like Brad, Gwyneth is the one who tickled my luxury bone and brought it out of hiding too. That's I don't think that's true. No, I mean, I always had a little bit of that in me. Um, I think that the people who are attracted to goop are people who already have that bone fully like protruding. <laughs> breaking the through the skin room. compound yeah. fracture like, it's there i know exactly where it is um no this was so yeah like this is kind of everything to me like this is my best my worst my i mean certainly one of my craziest like this yeah. is nuts it's crazy too because like like okay if this conversation happened release the tapes release the podcast if it happened it would have been a podcast yeah Gwyneth and Cameron have lots of podcasts. Gwyneth and Drew Barrymore, Gwyneth and fucking Courtney Kardashian. This, yeah, this is fake. This is as fake as Jen Gunter and Gunter adjacent. This is like their version of Gunter. The difference is that I can convert. Well, I know that at least one of them really exists because I saw him. I can't, I'm pretty sure that Gwyneth exists too, but I can't say the same for Mr. Gunter adjacent. No, the sickest thing I saw them do this week is reply to each other via their wordles. I know they do that all the time. And have you noticed that they always get the same score? That's crazy. Because there's only one of them. It's one mind. Um, and they are literally, they are literally the last people on my whole timeline that are like sharing wordle scores. No one is still doing it's it, although like, I am still doing the Wordle and I'm sending it out in a group text to certain people that oh, I think cute. will be interested. Um, well, you're very smart to realize that I won't be. <laughs> Not kidding. I would never post it, but I do love the Wordle. I can't help it. Is a, it is fun. It is fun. Um, all right. Um, so that's I my back. I mean, the whole thing is fascinating. These cashmeres, I have to say, I even before I knew Brad Pitt was involved, I put this on my uh would buy list a couple of weeks ago so oh yeah we didn't know it was a brad thing yeah it, that was sort of smart to just sort of dangle this thing on the father's day gift guide and be like what is this two thousand dollar cashmere yeah and not um, realize that this is like this is brad Pitt's and the thing I, is the price point is so because if it was like let's say it was three hundred dollars i'd be like 
oh, I'm not going to get one, but like, wouldn't it be crazy if I got one? And just like, it would be like such an amazing flex to like own this beautiful $300 cashmere shirt. But the fact that it's $2,000 is just like, it's so out even, of my, it's yeah, like it's so not, outside of the realm of possibility that it just like, doesn't even matter. It, do, it might as well just not exist. Exactly. And it's like that the thing with goop is they have a couple of those items, but most of their items are like, at least like you can fantasize about getting them. And like, this one is so insane. It, I don't know. I think Brad, I don't know what the price of cashmere is wholesale. I don't know if this lady is scamming you, but like, I really think that this business would do well. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I just don't know rich. Like, I guess for rich people, $2,000 is like a $300 cashmere. I don't know. I mean, I know that you don't have to charge that for cashmere. I mean, like I have cashmere stuff that was not $3,000. Yeah, I get Uniqlo slip. Do you remember when Madonna was like jogging in a cashmere hoodie? That was like the first like really like utilitarian cashmere. That was from like 2004 or something. Just like, just like yoga, Madonna did it first, cashmere. That's right. And maybe Tracy Anderson. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think Madonna was friends with Tracy Anderson before Gwyneth. Hmm. And now Madonna is a filmmaker, a filmmaker, an auteur, an auteur, um, a guest at Britney Spears' wedding. Yeah, Gwyneth wasn't there. Nope. Um, okay, so yeah, this is sort of that was sort of all encompassing best worst. Did you st- you still chose other things or was that it for yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, I have other things, but it's like who even gives a shit? Yeah, but who, I have stuff I can yeah. talk about. Well, let's just uh run through them quickly. Um, what was your worst? So my worst was like really just my worst for the old pocketbook. It's not really that big of a deal, but they finally added new stuff to the um sale. So the sale's been going on forever, it feels like. And when it first came out, they're like, you're on the VIP listing. You're going to see the sale before anyone else. I was like, okay, whatever. I looked at it. Everything sucked. And I was like, this is a terrible goop sale. They actually have cute stuff on there now. So this is, I mean, it's not the worst. It's just the worst because I don't want to spend money. And it's also the worst because I guess it used to be the worst and now it's good. I don't know. I'm, I'm, what can I say? I'm on board with goop this week. I don't know. But yeah, no, these these summer sales are always disappointing. The one thing that I was like, I'm not going to actually get it. But uh, if you are a big fan of Nerd Alert, those are like deeply discounted. You can get. Yeah, some- I mean, I think the sale. The, there was just like a new email that went out this like week uh, that was like new. I think it might have been today. Yeah, it was today. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like new stuff is added, and it's. I think it it definitely looks better than it it was. Um, you know, when it first like when the first when the sale first started, whenever that was. Yeah, more clothes. Some, if you want clothes, there's more clothes for sure. And they're like actually discounted. It's like 40 to 60%. Yeah. They always do a good disc. I, the sales are, the sales are real on this website. Mm-hmm. I will say. Um, all right. My worst, and this is, I'll be brief, but like the article that was mineral versus chemical sunscreens, understanding the difference, like it's 2022. We've been reading goop forever. We know the difference. Like you don't have to keep reminding us didn't they just do this This honestly might be i think they probably just trot out this article at the beginning of every summer because i saw that and i thought we just talked about this like a week couple weeks ago i my brain mine too will not retain anything like so i'm sure we talk about 
literally the same things I every week. So too. We I, don't... I think so too. I don't know what is going on. Well, what whatever. if everyone that listens to us is just like ready to like call the 5150 on or us. like it's already happened and like just like my like secret how I'm secretly married to Brad Pitt I'm also like we're like just in an asylum just like doing <laughs> yeah. also like maybe like one of us doesn't it even exist, exist. I mean yeah, we don't there's know. a lot that's... we don't know who's the Gunter and who's the adjacent no that's the problem you never know and like what if you find out you're the adjacent but you're yeah. like but I'm a man and you're like no you're not <laughs> but anyway for if we haven't sorry if I'm repeating myself but like we get it mineral sunscreen physically blocks and reflects UVA, UV rays, and chemical ones absorb the UV rays, the environmental working group, which is it a scam? I sort of tend to, if you know, if Gerda's on board, I'm on board. I'm sorry. I'm just going to blindly follow Gerda from now She's on. She's a scientist. She's a scientist. So I, and I'm now that CVS has its own like cheapo generic brand of mineral sunscreen that I can get like a giant tube of for $11. Cause I was the price point of mineral sunscreen was what was like holding me back from using it on a daily basis. Uh-huh. So now I think I'm just going to follow Gerda and follow the environmental working group and just do mineral sunscreen. I hate mineral sunscreen so much though. I doesn't, I mean, except for is super goop, super goop must be mineral, right? I think super goop, at least they, they do have a mineral option. Most, most brands now have, even like you go to whatever and you see like Hawaiian tropic and stuff, they have mineral options now. I just don't like the really thick ones that don't blend in well. And yeah, I think they're getting better at blending in. They're getting um, better, but super goop is I, super goop is the only one I use on my face. And then I do just use like the trash, like Hawaiian tropic all over the rest of, yeah. but it just smells good. I just like it. I don't yeah, know. no, it smells better. It's easier to blend in. Um, but uh, those endocrine I disruptors the smell of, I know, I know, I know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I hate the smell of mineral sunscreen. It does. It smells like clay or something. It's just like, it doesn't, oh, I hate it. Yeah. They, and they try to mask it. They try to like scent it up with different I, I really OD'd on the um, sun bum one. Yeah. That one actually makes me gag when I. Uh, they all do. I but I, the, so far, I mean, maybe I'll get sick of this one too, but the CVS, like, I forget what the brand is, but whatever the, the generic brand is, it, it doesn't have much of a scent, but it's at least not repulsive. Okay. Maybe I'll try that. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there is, I saw, I think, cause I, literally just like talked about sunscreen so now on instagram i get a million ads about sunscreen and um there's one that keeps popping up that's like this is mineral sunscreen that smells like old-fashioned tropical sunscreen that's yeah that's what i want if i come across that ad again i'll let you know Uh, i don't remember what the name of it is okay anyway that was my worst it's just like boring we get it Mm. uh all right what's your craziest or your saddest Okay, my craziest or my saddest, again, is like not particularly fucked up, but I guess I'll say I'm sad because I guess at this point I can confirm we are not going on this fucking goop cruise. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to go on it so bad. This is my craziest and saddest as well. Like the itinerary is you go Barcelona, Marseille, somewhere else, Nice all these fucking places. doesn't matter. I'm not running down the whole thing, but you're all over France and Italy with is Gwyneth going to be on the boat. Gwyneth is as far as I know, I keep thinking that it's a joke or a prank or April fools or a hologram. But every time they talk about this cruise, they say in very clear language that Gwyneth will be on that ship. Maybe she'll come for like a day 
and then get the fuck oh, off. Oh, maybe. I, yeah, I still cannot imagine her on that thing for a whole week. That's ins- That would be insane. But they do. I mean, look, I could, would have said that a week ago. I would have agreed with you. But now I'm in a world where I've literally seen Brad Pitt at <laughs> Shake yeah. Shack. And apparently on this boat, they have a thing called the retreat, which is like even more higher end than the rest of the boat. And it says offers the most luxurious accommodations and amenities on board, spacious rooms that open up into an exclusive pool area and sun deck, a personal butler and private dining at a Daniel Balud restaurant. So maybe Gwyneth, maybe there's like a fancier, like she's going to be quarantined in this like ultra exclusive. The captain's quarters or whatever. Cause like, I don't, and like this thing, it, I, I love that, like, the goop, the goop amenities are, you know, what, like, $750 extra. Of course, the cruise itself starts at, like, $5,000, which for, I mean, if you can, if you can swing it, like, there's worse ways to spend $5,000 on a week's vacation. Um, but we're Ain't not going, obviously. We're unless not we, fucking going. Unless we get a thousand more Patreon subscribers in the next 24 hours. I know. Or, like, some, like, mysterious benefactor is, like, yeah. I need to send you guys on this cruise. And I can sort of say, just because this is a Patreon episode, we have a um, a competitor in the podcast space that, that tried to start a GoFundMe. We do? Yeah, you know about them. Um, not a direct competitor, oh. but... They start. You they don't, don't want to. You don't want to listen to that podcast. They tried to start a GoFundMe to go on the Goop Cruise, and it it failed spectacularly. Did it? Wait, yeah. I didn't know about that. Are oh, you serious? Because yeah. this person, I you know, ended up speaking with at a at a recent wedding, and she um, mentioned that their GoFundMe did not did not succeed. Oh, they couldn't raise raise ten thousand dollars to <laughs> yeah. go on fucking vacation. Yeah. Hmm. Curious. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so looks like there will be no podcasters. I except well, except for Gwyneth herself. Yeah, the ultimate podcaster. Uh, you know what if like fucking like Anna and Dasha end up going on it because <laughs> they're rich enough. <sighs> they would. They would. No, they're. Yeah, I don't know what. I mean, they wouldn't, but like they could. They could. But I want to. That's. Oh, I want to too. I mean, we could. We physically could. We would just have to like be like spend all of our money. We'd be stowaways. We'd be stowaways. Or we fake, would literally um, be Mr. Ripley. We would, oh, I, that's what I was thinking when it's like, oh, you see Gwyneth in Italy, like on the in the like Italian Riviera. It's like yeah. you're Ripley. I want to. I would fucking wear that. You're like, hi, don't you remember me? I started that cashmere line with Brad Pitt. Um, sure. Oh, come on board with you for 15 minutes to have a quick conversation. Why not? Oh, Gwyneth, don't you remember me? I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm Charlie. I go to, I go to high school with Apple. Yeah. (laughs) I'm also 18. I'm going on my gap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in the like, I'm in the like chartreuse, uh, speedo all like pale. Yeah. Then you like beat me over the head because I see you and I know your real name. <laughs> or it's like we get in a fight to the death because we both know each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Wow. Now just plotting that out, that Mr. Ripley was pretty smart. He knew what he was doing. I mean, my God, how do you how do you fucking figure that out? I can't think about how I would even get on a fucking cruise. I know. And getting on a cruise was the easiest. He, that was like at the end after he did everything else. Anyway, if anyone wants to join our Patreon at the exclusive $5,000 a month club. It would have to be 10000 because if we both, if we can't both. both go, then we'd get in a fight. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, or if anyone is actually like rich and going on it yourself, um, we would actually just hand the mic over to you yeah. forever. It would be your podcast. <laughs> you can just like have our show and we'll yeah. just like go just like, I'll just be at the Shake Shack. I'll get a job at Shake Shack. <laughs> just try to wait for Brad. Wait for Brad to come back. To see him. See if he wants to like seduce a lowly Shake Shack <laughs> I'm, employee. I'm going to be like the Mrs. Havisham of Shake Shack. I'll just be like wandering around there until I die. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, I can't wait to hear more about this thing. And if like just to if Gwyneth is really on this cruise, you, you have to be right that she's coming on board for a day and doing her little talk and then leaving same day. There's no fucking way. I mean, if you were Gwyneth Paltrow and like all of these crazy people spent like $10,000 to go on a cruise that was like themed after you, wouldn't you be like scared to sleep around those people? I would be scared. Yeah, I would be freaked out. Yeah, she can't. It's a safety concern because like. Obviously, the people on that cruise are crazy. They are. Yeah, because they're so obsessed with Gwyneth Paltrow that they're spending thousands of dollars to listen to her speak and to live in her (laughs) shoes for a week. Yeah, there's no way that she would she would do it, have anything to do with them. I don't know. I don't know. I guess so. Well, it's like there's those like 311 cruises or whatever that the you band? see. You're, yeah. Oh, they do do those like celebrity cruises. And I guess those people are like just as obsessed with 311 as we are with Gwyneth. I mean, I guess. But, but like, could you not. even recognize, like, even if you're a fan of 311, would you even like recognize them on the street? <laughs> I guess. I didn't even recognize Brad Pitt. Yeah. So no. Uh, all right. I'm going to, I just want to quickly say this itinerary. Barcelona, Provence, Nice, Santa Margarita, Florence, and Pisa at sea. Sicily, Naples, Rome. I mean, all killer, no filler. I've already been to all those places. Fuck you. I know. Except for Barcelona. I've never been to Spain. Oh, you haven't been to Barcelona. No, I've I never haven't. been. I've never been to Sicily or Naples. And um, I've never been to Sicily, actually, but I've been to oh, Naples. And I've never been to I've Santa Margarita. I've been to Margarita. Rome, Naples. I've been to Florence and Pisa. I've never, been to, I've never been to Santa Margarita. I've been to... Actually, I've n- I don't think I went to Nice, but I have been to Provence. Yep. Anyway. I've been to Barcelona, Provence, Nice, uh, Florence, and Rome. And sea, at sea. I've been to sea. I've been to sea. Actually, I guess I haven't been to sea. Like, I've never been, like, on a boat for, like, a day that was just sitting on the sea. I guess I've, yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I was in eighth grade, we went on, like, a, like, like, a biology, like, a marine biologist, like, yacht, and, like, everybody threw up. Oh, yeah. I went on one of those in eighth grade, but it wasn't even, it was, like, in the Delta, not even on the Bay. It was truly disgusting. It was, like, a UCLA thing. I don't know. All right. Uh, what would you try? Um, let's see. What would I try? I mean, God, it's not easy. Oh, there's the new summer menu from yeah. Goop Kitchen. So as predicted, you know, it's not that revolutionary. Of course, the fucking old glory bay or whatever salmon is back on the menu again. And it's even more underwhelming than we predicted they're they're not it's not even like eggplant or zucchini it's literally they they're trading the asparagus to green beans which is like i i think that's still spring to me yeah green beans don't even feel like summer to me no it's not summer i mean put like oh and tomatoes though tomatoes oh and they're putting basil in the spinach 
arugula. I mean, mix. the tomatoes, I would say, are summer. I still um, think the salmon bowl is like the least appetizing thing on the menu. I know. I don't understand why they keep rejudging the salmon bowl. It's like, who let? I got it once. I was like, I'll never get this again. But they also, they have a, a, a um, let's see. They have a lot. They have new. They have so Caesar they, salad. So they always had the little gem Caesar salad on the goop rotisserie menu. But now yeah. they have a Mama Lil's Caesar salad on the regular goop kitchen menu. And it has a chickpea based dressing and peppers and it this looks, looks like, really good looks really i would good. like add chicken or something to this yeah yeah and just get that looks good they also have a savory arugula salad these are like base salads that i think you're supposed to add protein to yeah well the the so the on the goop kitchen menu they have the caesar salad and then they have a thai crispy rice crunch salad that looks really good yeah, that one is more of like an entree salad, but the Thai crispy rice crunch salad is weird to me because they already have like a Thai noodle salad. That was like my favorite salad. I think it's better than the like Chinese chicken salad. Oh, I don't think I've tried the Thai noodle salad. It's really good. Um, yeah, this one, it says half crunch and half salad. But I guess they added rice, this like crispy rice. This one it. has noodles too. Did they replace this maybe? I they, think they may have just added crispy rice to this salad to this that already salad. existed. That and like sense. maybe avocado, which I also don't think was there before. Yeah. And then which I don't, it's like, I don't like how much they change their menu. I, I'm still pissed about the chicken salad handheld. Oh, cause now it's, it, now it's, it's on crackers, the detox crackers have... and they don't give you the peppers with it anymore. They give you the marinated beets now with it. It's just like, it's a, who wants beets with chicken salad? Yeah. That's weird. I want those spicy peppers. Um, and then on Goop Rotisserie menu, they have the savory arugula salad, which just looks like a nice, simple green salad. And then the shaved kale salad, which looks, I love, I, sorry, I know that's basic, but I love a kale salad. Who doesn't? And um, this one is light, refreshing, sweet, salty, and topped with our special quote unquote candied almonds. Mm. And you're supposed to let the uh, dressing marinate in the kale for a few minutes. Yeah. Mm. I still dream about that um that goop rotisserie. Goop rotisserie is that sauce insanely good. Like if you don't live in LA, I I don't know how to tell you this, but like Goop Kitchen is the best restaurant in the world. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you might as well just kill yourself because I mean, I'm just saying like the fucking Goop rotisserie is so much better than it has any right or reason to be. And like these salads, they're, they're just real. It's just good. It's just, it's All really of good. These things are so much, I don't, I still don't understand why I'm not seeing, you know, Michelin stars. I'm not seeing them being profiled on, you know, Bon Appetit or like, you know, a review in the LA times. Like this is as good as anything in the world. This they she needs a brick and mortar. She needs like a cafe. She needs yeah. like a little like you know what the Americana that like little thing where it's like a bar or something that's like outside. Oh, by that wine bar, yeah. She, she they like that needs they to become take, like a goop kitchen. They need. I mean, hey, she's best friends with Rick Caruso, and hopefully Rick Caruso will fucking lose the election, so then he can go back to doing what he does best, which is making amazing malls, and that katsuya space in the americana i mean that's big for a goop kitchen but like wouldn't i mean she'll never she'll i do think it at the she needs a small, a small like it needs to be like in a nordstrom or something yeah oh that i mean goop 
in collaboration with Nordstrom, like change all because the Nordstrom cafes are fine, but like I wouldn't feel bad if they all got switched out to like Goop Kitchen. It used to be that like Rick Bayless thing, or maybe that might have just been one in Chicago, actually. Oh, but oh. there used to be like a Rick Bayless one. Oh, interesting. Like a little like salad place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just needs to, those need to become like goop kitchens. Or like um those that chain lemonade is disgusting. I hate lemonade so much. So just take over lemonade and make a goop kitchen. I'm telling you, it's vats of cold slime and just flavored lemonades. And people are like, oh, this is so it's healthy. It's disgusting. That's another place where I saw a famous person. I saw Dax Shepard and what's her name? Kristen Bell. They Kristen seem Bell. like they would love lemonade. They were with their baby. Uh, or Sweet Green ago. is doing bad now. But Sweet Green is actually pretty good. Sweet, yeah, Sweet Green's not bad. Um, They're doing bad because no one works in an office anymore. Yeah, but Sweet Green's no goop kitchen. Fuck no. Oh, it's making me hungry. I'm always hungry for goop kitchen. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, one other quick thing I would try uh, is they had a little profile of um, this new book, cookbook called watermelon and red birds a cookbook for juneteenth and black celebrations yeah and the author the actually they had a they also had like a profile of this cookbook in i forget if it was the la times or the new york times this week but they shared a bunch of recipes and it all looked really really good but um in goop she put on uh, a recipe for a miso bloody mary yeah do you like bloody mary's i love bloody mary's okay, and I do this too. is the thing i would try the miso bloody mary oh yeah this is so i mean it's like it's pretty like chill bloody Mary. it's only it's it's supposed to be four drinks and it's four ounces of vodka so you can have a few of them and not get fucked up and then it's just tomato juice half a teaspoon of light miso paste for four so it's just a touch of miso some tarragon which i love tarragon limes chili powder ice so like not complicated it sounds so refreshing it sounds really good i know i would definitely try this um and it's like a good substitute for like anchovy or anything like that so it's like vegan yeah yeah oh like yeah that's right v- yeah. Oh, yeah i always forget worcestershire is not vegan um but i love a little umami in my bloody mary but i don't know i never really get bloody marys anymore because i don't like i'm not like hungover in the mornings anymore bloody marys took a real hit when they became like they're the bloody marys became like the ipa of the day drink so like people started putting like bacon and yeah. hamburgers and stuff in them and it was just got disgusting. disgusting like i just want like an airport style like fucking crack open a goddamn bloody mary mix, like mr whatever mr t or whatever the hell it's called bloody mary mix and fucking vodka and pour it over ice and give me a lime wedge and a couple of shakes of Tabasco. And I am, that's it. Mm. I mean, a, 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 a Bloody Mary is like one of the few mixed drinks that you can order at a dive bar that will actually be good. Cause it's they all, just crack open a can just, yeah. and it's like, what's, and you, and I also occasionally like to drink the Bloody Mary mix plane. <laughs> oh, sure. I like a not, yeah, totally good. But like, I, I'm just thinking like a, like a gay bar where they just overpour your vodka anyway. And having like, a Bloody Mary in a little rocks glass with like a ton of vodka and then just like a splash of Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary yeah. mix and like a shitty martini olive is so good. So good. It hits the spot. But I also, I don't think this restaurant exists anymore. My favorite Bloody Mary I've ever had was this place called Commerce in the West Village in New York. And they they made their own Bloody Mary mix there and um, they added carrots 
So it had mm-hmm. like a little bit of sweetness from carrot juice, mm-hmm. but it was still relatively classic. It wasn't crazy, but it was just, oh, the perfect. It was so The perfect so Bloody Mary. Well, it's a perfect oh, drink. It is a perfect drink. Um, and I think people right. who don't like them are babies. Yeah, what are they going to have? A fucking a mimosa? mimosa with the cheapest Prosecco and like fucking Tropicana from Concentrate. Like that will kill you disgusting. faster than the Bloody Mary will for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. And also, yeah. is that bottomless? Probably these fucking pigs. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, I haven't had anything like that. Oh, fuck. Sorry. No. I can't imagine having a mimosa or having more than one mimosa. I mean, I used to do it when I was in my 20s. Like, that was like every weekend. Like, yeah. I would go to these fucking brunches and just like go ham on these mimosas. With these mimosas. Hang on. Sorry. My dog is like, oh. that was like what we used to do like every Sunday. Yeah. yeah, it's sick, 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 sick. Do kids still go to brunch? <laughs> I, guess I doubt so. it. It feels very like millennial, millennial like yeah. tragic millennial energy. Yeah, Probably like, you're just like staying home and wearing like I don't know, like neon and like <laughs> wearing neon posting stuff. I don't know. That sounds better, cheaper, less caloric. Yeah, they hate calories. Uh all right. Well, we've like matched up literally. Have we ever matched up every single one before? I don't think so. I think this buy one will not be matched. The buy one definitely isn't going to be matched because like I am basically just going to be pulling something straight out of my ass. All right. Well, let's see Um, if you pull the thing, the same thing out of your ass that I pulled out of my ass. I doubt it. Oh, what is it? So I think I would buy from the goop sale. You kind of hinted it at it already, Mm. but I want to, um, by I think I need to get some fucking nerd alert <laughs> because I think I'm I'm not going to become a person who claims to have long COVID oh, too much but I'm telling you my brain is not as sharp and it I mean I wasn't the sharpest tack to begin with and now it's even you know, I've got an even duller edge. I don't like, doubt it. It seems like this is happening a lot. I don't, I don't doubt you at all that you have long COVID. Like I try, I can't remember names and stuff like stuff just like is not coming to me when I try to st- say what I wanted to say. And it's been happening a lot. So I think I might need a bit of the old nerd alert too. They, and I back. think this is actually, if goop, uh, goop people, if you're listening, we know that nerd alert is not selling very well because it's like discounted to the gods on the sale. So why don't you just rebrand and call it like long COVID, COVID, ADHD COVID be gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Short COVID. Short COVID. Exactly. And uh, you'll sell out because it has, what it has caffeine as taurine. I love the taste of it. The um, delicious coffee chew. The co- oh, that's the, I, you know, what I love the taste of is the um, perfect attendance, the elderberry one. Perfect attendance is the, that's the immune. I mean, that's what you need before you get the long COVID. Yeah. And then there's that. And then the one for sleeping, that one is like chocolate and mint, I think. Oh yeah. 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 But, uh, shit that sucks. Oh, well, hopefully you'll get over it in six months to a year. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? It's fine. It doesn't matter. No one was asking me any questions anyway. Sometimes brain fog is a gift, honestly. 
I mean, look, it's not like I haven't already been like deeply immersed in the fog. Okay. <laughs> I'm I've been in the fog, in the London fog. The headlights are on, the windshield okay. wipers are going. I can't find my way home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's out there. Okay. What would you um, oh my, okay? So again, I'm trying to like slowly wean myself off of these fucking fascist alternative health people on Twitter. No, it's not uh, gonna and I I realize like so the magnesium poppy guy, um, he, this is a really bad mistake of him. He actually went on a podcast and it was like a video podcast. And so you, oh. it's, so you see what he looks like. And he looks not good. He looks like a fucking 19 year old pothead. Like he's not, he has no authority. He, he was mumbling and bumbling his speech. He, he has long hair and glasses. He's like the skinny pale guy. He, he looks like a, like an incel, like someone who is, in his maybe mid twenties, it's like yeah. truly. It makes me rethink everything about him because I figured he, I pictured him as like a total Chad, built big beard. Well, you know, you can pretend to be anything on the internet. Yeah, exactly. And he really fucked up by going on this podcast. Anyway, yeah. but he's obsessed with as most of these people are. Is tap water is killing you? Um, the government's controlling you with fluoride. Uh, it's causing, you know, health problems, um, low sperm count, uh, male breast development, blah, blah, blah. Um, so he, they, and they're obsessed with mountain Valley water or Topo Chico. Um, mm-hmm. they love all that stuff, but they also will purify their tap water, but, uh, Brita and all the Brita adjacent purifiers are not, sufficient for them because it's mm-hmm. you're you're filtering it literally th- through plastic which is mm-hmm. like verboten okay. so again goop and the nazis are hand in hand in this right right because goop has an article that is a deeply problematic and is there like a word for like orthorexia is you're like exercising too much is there a word for like you're julianne more safe and you think everything is making i guess that's just hypochondria or is there another word for like you have a disorder that you think everything is out to kill you. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think know. obsessive anyway. compulsive disorder. Yeah, probably. Anyway, this is an article called a room by room guide of, to detoxing your home. And it's, oh, I remember this. I remember this. It's truly psychotic. And it's like, yeah. again, it's one of those things that like, I am deeply intrigued by. And if I did have the money, I probably would go like off the deep end, but yeah. this is um, a water purifier called air water with two A's. $150. Okay. Um, you, it's just, it's like a Brita. You don't have to set it up with your sinks or whatever. You just, it's just a, a bucket and a, and a, a carbon filter pitcher. Um, but it's made from glass and steel. There's no plastic involved. But Brita is also carbon filter. This probably is not any better than Brita, but it just looks very chic and it doesn't have any plastic. So I want it. Yeah. I'm always trying to get like something a little bit better than a Brita. I don't know know. why it's just so like utilitarian. I have, um, I have one that's like cute that I've seen around. I don't remember the name of it, but it's like, it's still plastic, but it's like white. It has like a wood handle. Oh yeah. 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 I've seen that in like, um, rich people's houses. Yeah. I always just try to get what rich people have. Yeah. Uh, but our Brita Brita filter, 
I think is older than John and Mai's relationship. I think this is the Brita filter that John had at his old place. The, fi- not, the not actual the filter. filter. Sorry, not the filter. Okay. We do replace the, the pitcher. The pitcher, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, you're an environmentalist. Yeah, just sipping out of the same plastic for a decade. I'm sure well, it's great probably for like BPA free or whatever. Back in those days, I don't probably know. Probably not, actually. Yeah. It's too late anyway. It doesn't matter. You're yeah, we're, we're just full fucked. of microplastics. But I was hearing that microplastic, your body's actually adapting to the microplastics. Oh, God. And it's like symbiotic now. We're just I like, feel so sad for my body when I think about all the shit that it goes through. We're just part of we're just part plastic now. And we just got to embrace it. So like we'll never decompose. Yeah, I think our skeletons will just look like shrink wrapped or something. It'll look like a Halloween skeleton, like <laughs> yeah, all plastic. It literally will be a Halloween skeleton. <laughs> That's fine. At least someone will get some use out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, guys, what an episode we got for you. We had a a celebrity sighting, a dramatic reading, a moth style storytelling show. Like we really did everything that we possibly could on this episode. Begged for money, thousands of dollars (laughs) for our vacation. We did a lot. A truly pathetic performance um that we turn in week after week oh and before i forget again let me uh acknowledge our new patrons uh last week i forgot to mention uh, um andrea and bridget who signed up and then this week we have octavia that also signed up so thank you ladies thank you (laughs) uh and oh yeah next week uh, I'm going to be traveling on Friday. We might just um, unlock a unlock an old Patreon episode for the main feed. I'm sorry. I know that yeah. you guys are special, but. But you guys are still special because like. Yeah. Oh. We'll unlock a bad one. That no one cares there are plenty about. of, plenty of yeah. those. <laughs> and then um, in two weeks. So you guys will have to wait a full two weeks to hear the results of my blood work, which I know you'll be oh, yeah, circling the date on the calendar for that. Mine all came back fine. Um, thank God. Except, so they didn't even catch the brain fog. No, I'm like, can't you test for my brain fog? And they were like, no, no. Um, everything is totally fine. But you know what I found out? I have low um, blood pressure. Oh, cause you're such a lady. It, is it not sugar? Low blood pressure is like, oh, I'm like my I'm heart just a, beats. I'm just a weak, a weak feminine beauty who is like can't who has to like stay in bed all day yeah they were like um it's fine but like you might pass out and you have to make sure that you stay like really hydrated or you're gonna faint and you know i what? do sometimes like kind of pass out a little bit if i get too hot like i start you know like blacking out low blood pressure is um putting a little uh salt in your water yeah i know that's the thing it's like everybody's always so anti-salt well guess what bitches i need more i need yeah. the sodium so don't, you know, it's not one size fits all with this stuff. Yeah. And you know don't I mean? take, uh, I know I recommend magnesium glycinate for everyone, but if you have low blood, blood pressure, you probably shouldn't take magnesium supplements because that lowers your blood pressure. Yeah. I'm not going to take it because then it could get dangerously low. It's already mm-hmm. on the low side. Mm-hmm. It's on the low side of normal. It's not like nothing about me is like freak out time or like <laughs> it needs to be fit. Everything about me is like in the normal range. It's just like, it's a little high yeah. in the normal range, a little low in the normal range, but all in the normal range. So uh okay well on that note um we'll leave you now okay bye bye
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.